Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. We're recording. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk first. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So we should probably lay to rest the vicious rumors we hear about Zeke. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Zeke is right here fine. Yes, he's actually he's, lying down fine. He's good. There was a rumor going around church yesterday that something awful had had to Zeke, had happened to Zeke. Nope. I think it... My, I don't. I, I exactly don't know how it started, but it has something to do with Matthew, I think. Yeah. So uh, in a prayer request or something. But anyway, Zeke was never in any problem, and he's fine. Yeah, he's good. He's good. So, so okay, that's, that's good. good. All right. Um, what else has happened? We had our annual meeting yesterday at church. Yep. So we had our annual meeting, and the annual meeting went very well. Um, and then let's see. We celebrated your birthday last. I think that we already talked about that. Did we? Okay. Yeah, that was I'm, last week. I was looking at this nice little uh, Lego. Oh, Matthew mom made me such that, a cute little. Uh, Lego. Matthew made for me. Very, very cute. A jogging mom. Um, um, oh, then, yeah. Also, you know, today our church is a, uh, a filming location yes. for a black rifle car scene, car chase, I think. Well, our church really isn't. I mean, we're not no, that but, affiliated with it, but we no, definitely... But, you know, that's, that's how I'm okay, spinning you, it. Okay, yeah, they're absolutely. doing a car chase near our church and asked to use some of the parking yeah, lot Yeah, well, basically, they just want to use our parking lot. But yeah. still, you okay. know, we'll take credit for it. Okay, so. we will. That's pretty cool. But I was dropping the boys. I've dropping uh, Johnny Johnny off at school today, and uh, you know already they started to film, and I think they've uh, started to close down certain roads in Bernie. So yeah, it's also homecoming parade tonight. Mm-hmm. So their roads are going to be basically closed down for a lot of the day. But a lot of the day, yeah, yep. so it's homecoming week around here. Uh, we still have a lot of football games, and Sam's had a big win on Friday night, yeah. way mm-hmm. in Gregory Portland, Gregory, far away. Portland. Yep. And Matthew, unfortunately, had a loss Saturday. That's our first loss of the season. Mm-hmm. Johnny had a win. So it's all good. It's all good. But we are talking today about Abram or Abraham, depending yep. on where we start the story. Well, you know, technically it would be Abram, but I think it's just easier to say Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so his given name is Abram, which means father of... Uh, of um, father of uh, exalted well, just, father yeah, mm-hmm. and then abraham means um, father, father of many nations many but we'll just nations. call him abraham and so what i want to talk today you know we're, we're tracking along with our crossways uh class yes we should say if you're just starting up what we're doing in this series which is going to be a very long series if we mm-hmm. carry it out is we're kind of hitting the high points of the whole bible and last and it tracks with his class on wednesday nights and so we did creation and fall mm-hmm. last week, and now we're talking about what they discussed on Wednesday, which was Abraham. Yeah, and so the so kind of the, the, the big subject today is Abraham, God's promise to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And we'll look at uh, four chapters in the Bible, Genesis chapters 12, 15, 17, and 22. Oh my. And so Genesis 12 is really a key turning point in the Bible. Uh, in many ways, uh, Genesis chapters 1 through 11 are mm-hmm. kind of setting the stage for what comes. And Genesis 12 is sort of the, the, the big reveal when God makes a promise. And so God makes a promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, saying, Leave your country and your kindred, go to the land that I will show you, uh, and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. That's a big one. He's yeah. blessed to be a blessing. We blessed. talk about, as Christians, we're supposed to be blessed to be a blessing, right? Exactly. And that's uh, that was the former uh, motto, I guess, of our church, blessed to be a blessing as an instrument of God's love. The former model of which church? Uh, St. John. Oh, yeah, and so didn't you, know you, that. You can still see it like on some of the stationery and the, oh. the bus and whatnot. Okay. 
Uh, but anyways, and so God makes this promise, and there, there's two things to keep in mind. Uh, one is that God is uh, God. God does this for His own reason. Okay. We don't know why God chose Abraham. Uh, later on, we find out that it's not necessarily because Abraham was necessarily better than anybody else. No. Uh, and Abraham and his subsequent actions does some really good things and some really boneheaded things right. as well. As we all do. Um, and then in Joshua, you know, looking back on this in the book of Joshua, uh, Joshua talks about how, you know, long ago your father, our God chose our father Abraham when he was still an idolater. Mm. Uh, so he wasn't even a believer at the time. But for whatever reason, mm. God chose Abraham. And so it's a one-way commitment from God to Abraham. And then God promises three things to Abraham, land, children, and blessing. Okay. So I will give you the land. I will give you a multitude of children. Uh, and through you, I shall bless you. And then through you, I shall bless all the families of the earth. So right. land, children, and blessing. And it's a one-way promise, which we call grace. So this is God, an illustration of God's grace in action. That for his own reason, for his own purpose, because of nothing we do or deserve, God just pours out this incredible promise and blessing uh, on Abraham. And moreover, God really ties himself to Abraham uh, in a way that he has never done before to this point Mm. uh, in in the Bible. Uh, From here on out, God is going to work through Abraham and through his family to bless the whole world. Okay, and we should also note that all three major religions trace their heritage back to Abraham, right? Muslims, Christians, Jews. Yeah, I mean, different ways, but they do. Yes. Uh, So that's Genesis 12. Mm -hmm. So God makes a promise. Well, years go by and there's still no child. And so Abraham gets kind of uh, anxious and antsy. He says, I tell you what, God, it's been, you know, this is my paraphrase. Okay. It's been 10 years, whatever it is. And, you know, there's still no kids. So how about I adopt this servant of mine and we can call him my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so God takes him outside the tent, tells him to look up at the stars in the sky and says, uh, you know, number the stars in the sky if you can so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Mm, very important. Genesis 15. Mm-hmm. Very, very important passage. Uh, and so Abraham is considered righteous, not because of anything he has done, uh, but right. because he believes God's word. So God makes a promise. Abraham believes that promise, uh, and that's why he is righteous. It's because by faith he believes what God has promised in grace. Yep. So very, very important passage, especially later when we get to the New Testament. Yeah. And there's this big de- debate about, you know, how we become righteous in God's sight. Right. And Abraham is kind of used as the example that he believed, and it was credit to him as righteousness. Exactly. Right. So it's quoted yes. four times yeah. in the New Testament. And then after that comes this very odd, um, this, this very odd uh, event or episode where, uh, where God makes a covenant mm. with Abraham. Mm-hmm. So Abraham takes these five animals and he cuts them in half yeah. and he lays them, you know, one half on the right side, one half on the left. And then he, and then God appears or a symbol of God appears in a smoking fire pot and a blazing torch and mm-hmm. walks, between walks between these, between the halves, the halves of the animals. And yes. as it walks, it reiterates this promise. Uh, and so what's going on here is that God is making a covenant. So already God has made a promise. Right. Now God is, uh, affirming that promise with a covenant. Okay, which he often will do. He often does, right. right. So every so, time we get a covenant, we get some kind of sign or some kind of affirmation. Exactly. Well, so, both, actually. And so the the covenant is here, and the, the sign will come a little bit later. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so God makes a, a promise, and then he um, doubles down on that promise with a covenant. And it's a very odd thing, but it kind of does make sense. Like, when you were a kid, did you ever do... Um, 
cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm sure I did. Yeah, well, you know, we, we used to do that all the time, yeah. too. You know, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Uh, and, of course, if you, uh, you know, if you broke your promise, you wouldn't actually stick a needle in your eye. No, right? not was, usually. Not, not usually. No. Uh, but it's the same kind of idea that, that, uh, that in, in that time, about 2,000 years before right. Christ, uh, the, the covenant was a way of saying, if I should break my word, if I should go back on my promise, may it be done to me as we have done to these animals here. Okay. So in other words, you know, we, we kill these animals yep. and it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I will okay. rather die than break my promise. Got it. And so again, God is really doubling down on his promise to Abraham with his covenant. Okay. A couple more years go by, still no kids. Yeah, because all told, it's 25 years, isn't yeah, it? Between the time that years. the Lord right. told him he would have children and he actually had a child. So when we think about waiting on the Lord, we always have to remember that waiting for us is, you know, five minutes and waiting for God is generally years. <laughs> yeah, years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, Which is so tough. 25 a, years. That's a really long time to wait. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a very you know, hard time. I mean, that's, that's a really hard time. It's almost your entire married life. You know, that's a long time. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, and so... Uh, uh, and so God gets uh, God appears to Abraham uh, a third time, mm-hmm. and this time God gives Abraham the, uh, the a sign of the covenant, which yes. is circumcision. So God repeats the prom the, the promises He's already made about mm-hmm. land and children and blessing. He repeats those promises, uh, but now there's something for Abraham to do. So up until this point, God has just simply said, "Here's my promise, and I'm going to double down on it with a covenant." Now, for the first time, God gives something. For Abraham to do, which is to uh, keep the covenant, he says, with circumcision. And so it's an odd thing it's to do. It's such an odd thing. Why? Yeah. Why that? I have no idea because it's not really a mark that people are going to see. You know right. I mean? It's not definitely like you're not. getting a, I hope not. You know, a tattoo on your shoulder. Right. Like I mean, uh, do we know if this it. was a practice among others? No, it wouldn't have been because this it, was a yeah, distinguishing it was, factor. No, it was, uh, so it was practiced among the Egyptians oh, okay. at this time. And okay. we know that because it's depicted on some um, temple walls, some other mm. hieroglyphs. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, so it was depicted among other uh, other cultures. Okay. So it wasn't. So it's not totally, totally out of the blue. Not totally out of the blue. Okay. But it's still very odd. Um, and it, it seems like what's going on here is that this particular uh, sign is, is really closely connected with the promise of kids. So yeah. he still has no child, right? Right, and it's connected because obviously the... Right, because that, that's the, the means organ. through yes. which uh, Abraham is going to have come. children. Okay, and okay. So the, the, makes sense. The mark of the covenant mm-hmm. is put on okay. that, uh, that organ. Um, and then there's also this idea of, you know, cutting off. That if, if we should, uh, if we, mm. Abraham and his children... If we should break our promise, may we be cut off oh, as my. the foreskin is cut Oof. off, too. Okay. Did you actually go into that in class? Uh, or no? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. I have to miss some Wednesdays because Matthew has practice, so I'm actually missing a lot of the classes, unfortunately, right now. But I will get back to them. So this is all new to me as well. But anyways, okay, so that's that's good. So that's the sign of the covenant. That's the sign of the covenant. Okay. And then finally, a year after that, oh, and then I, I should say this, so the... Um, so, you know, covenants always have signs. Yep. And so the, the God's covenant with Noah, the sign was the rainbow. God's covenant with Abraham, the sign is circumcision. Okay. Uh, and then later on, this will become a big uh, debate in the Christian church. Well, do we need to be circumcised Yes, too? it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will say, no, that, that the sign of the covenant for us is baptism. Right. Um, so that, that becomes a big debate later on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so finally, in the next chapter, finally... Uh, God delivers on his promise. Mm. Isaac is born, uh, the son of promise. Life is good. 
Um, this is where we part ways with uh, Muslims. Yes. Because we believe that the promise is through Isaac. And they say, no, it's through the through his firstborn son, not by Sarah, by another person. The Hagar. firstborn son, Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael. They say, no, you know, the, the Old Testament was corrupted. Really, the God's promise son is Ishmael. Right. Not Isaac, you know, but so it's a completely different story. Yep. But anyways, and so God gives, uh, gives Abraham a son, Isaac. Uh, and then sometime after that, God asks for the son back. Yeah. He says, Abraham, take your son, your only son, because by this point, Ishmael's been sent away. Mm -hmm. Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and offer him to me in a, as a sacrifice on one of the mountains that I will show you. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a stunning thing to say. You know, Abraham has waited 24 years uh, for God to, to make good in his promise. Mm -hmm. and now that God has made good in his promise, uh, God asks for the son back. Mm -hmm. So it's a real crisis of faith for Abraham. Well, is it? You could argue that he, is it a, yes. It sounds like a crisis of faith, but Abraham is never um, wavers in what he does. And it seems like he knew that they'd be coming back down again. It does. I mean, because there's, there's a, a point where they're climbing up the mountain together. Right. And they've got, uh, you know, they got the wood and they've got the knife. Yep, like that, he's got everything. No, there's no sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the son says to his father, you know, we, we've got the wood here and the knife is here and the fire's in my hand, but where's the sacrifice? Right. And he says, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Right. Which means, you know, he, he knew that God was going to provide for it. And he also told the people that they'd be both coming back down. Yeah. But yes, no, it is. It, I mean, obviously, we, when we interpret this story, it, people just turn away from the Bible, actually, over a story like mm -hmm. this, because they're like, how could God ask Abraham to kill his son? Right. Yeah. And you have to remember that, you know, 4,000 years ago, 2,000 years before Christ, most of the neighboring cultures did practice yes, human sacrifice. Exactly. So for us, it's completely unthinkable. Mm -hmm. um, but in that culture yeah, at true. that time, mm -hmm. it was like, well, you know, these are the kind of things that the gods ask for. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't totally out, out of the ballpark. Yeah, uh, that's anyways, true. That's so, true. So they go up from the mountain. And at the very last moment, you know, uh, Isaac is laid upon the wood. Mm -hmm. He's bound. Abraham takes the knife. He raises the knife ready to plunge it and then at the very last moment god intercedes mm -hmm. and says abraham stop because now i know that you fear me yep uh, and so this becomes a very very famous passage and then god says i gotta look this up real quick i can i got it here if you want uh, genesis 22 mm -hmm. what um i don't know the verse oh, okay. but it's where god says ah here we go so this is genesis 22 mm -hmm. verse 16 by myself i have sworn declares the lord because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only son i will surely bless you i will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven your offspring shall possess the gates of the enemy in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice wow uh, and so it, it's a bookend it, you know god makes this promise yep. in genesis mm -hmm. 12. Uh, and then all the way in Genesis 22, God again affirms and ratifies that I will surely do this because you have obeyed. Mm. Um, and it's not, it's not that uh, Abraham's obedience activates the promise. You know, God made the promise right. long, long before. Okay. Uh, but rather, as, as James will say, the Apostle James will say, uh, that Abraham's faith is completed by his works. Uh, and so the testing of Abraham is that God gives him a son and then tells him give me the son back okay abraham in faith uh, proceeds even though he doesn't know how this is going to end uh, but he in faith does what god asks him to do and then that's the proof that you know, his obedience is the proof 
of how uh, deep his faith in the Lord is. Okay, well, this is this ties into what we're doing on Wednesday mornings because we're studying First Peter, and the beginning of First Peter talks a lot about how um, our the genuineness of our faith is tested, right? Mm-hmm. Trials, yeah, test oh, absolutely. us. Yeah. And the point that I was trying to make was that um, these tests are not for God. God knows what's in our heart. He knows what we're going to do, but they're actually for us. And so that when we prove faithful, it's a, it helps us in our mm-hmm. faith journey because sometimes we don't know, like if we would pass a test, right? We don't yeah. know if we would do what Abraham did, or you know, for in a horrible situation, if you're asked at gunpoint or something, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian or whatever, you know that those are extreme examples. But even just small examples of faith in our life, sometimes God, we we need those tests to um, ensure ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, that we are faithful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's for our benefit more than he already knows. Right. You know, right. he knows what's in our heart. Yeah. But sometimes we don't. And so the, the uh, as James writes, the faith is completed by works mm-hmm. and it's the works which show his faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so faith active in love is, is the phrase that James has. Mm. But it's a great story. You know, so Abraham and it, it's a, a key turning point in the story that God makes a promise. Um, God gives a covenant for that promise. God gives a sign for the covenant and the promise. God tests Abraham, mm-hmm. and Abraham passed the test. And mm-hmm. as a result, uh, God will indeed bless all the world through Abraham, and then through Isaac, and through his son Jacob. Jacob, yep, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, two things. Wait, is that all you have? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a couple things. Two things. One. Um, Again, we're studying First Peter, and this week we're studying about Sarah, because Abraham and Sarah are brought into um, the story of First Peter. Peter's saying, hey, women, you should be like Sarah mm-hmm. in your submission. I know people don't like to talk about this, but in, your, in, in how you submit to your husbands. Well, Sarah, what do you think about her example of submission? I mean, yeah. it's a funny person to pick, I think, because, you know, number one, she kept on trying to do it her own way. Um and she also went along with, you know, Abraham had some bad ideas about telling the neighboring countries mm-hmm. that she was his sister instead right. of his wife. And he did that twice. And God didn't like that. But she went along with it. So I don't know. Well, no, she actually, did she? Yeah, she did. So well, I don't Abraham know. Abraham told her. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we think about? Is she a good example well, of that? Well, you know, I'd say two things. One is compared to the other two matriarchs. You know, you got the three patriarchs and the three matriarchs. Okay. So compared to... Uh, Rebecca and Rachel, you know. Oh gosh, yeah, true, true. I forgot what the slim pickings there. Right, you know, Rebecca kind of hornswoggles her husband, and you know, Rachel sort of, you know, pimps her husband off on her, on her servants. Right. So yeah, compared, you know, (laughs) which Sarah did too. Oh, Sarah brought in Hagar. Yeah, there's a lot of problems. So you know, judged by her peers, she's better. Okay. But it it does, you know, bring up a good thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, she does laugh. You know, Mm -hmm. God promises, I'm going to give you a child, and she, you know, she laughs, not in his face, but kind of behind his back. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's an kind of a stunning example of faith, I suppose. You know that uh, uh, that that God uh, will deliver, and whether or not we believe Him, God will deliver. True. Um, And that she is, in a sense, praised for her. I don't know what you call it. I mean, praise well, for her. She's uh, praised for her submission in this yeah. in this particular chapter. But then it says your beauty should like be like those of old, you know, Sarah mm-hmm. being one who adorn themselves not with gold and jewels and all the things, but with a quiet and precious spirit, I think it's called, yeah, that, which is precious in God's sight. I forget what it is. But anyways, okay, so that was my first issue. The second one, we should probably just mention a little bit about Hagar and Ishmael, like sure. that story. So... Um, you know, Sarah, yeah, she takes, she's not getting the child. She takes things into her own hands. She 
gives Hagar, she tells uh, Abraham to sleep with Hagar, her maidservant, and then they have the child Ishmael. And then she doesn't like it. She gets mm-hmm. jealous, so she sends them away. Right. She sends them away twice. Yes. Yeah, so the first time she sends him away, and he's just a little boy, um, and she sends him out into the desert. You know, we, we saw that image in the sermon. Mm-hmm. She sends him out into the desert. And, you know, they got no water, so the poor kid's you know, dying, mm-hmm. and his mom, Hagar, can't stand to see it, so she puts him under a bush, and then she goes some distance away and just kind of waits for him to die. And that's when God appears to her and says, you know, uh, there's a well nearby, and you take your son back. Go back to Sarah. So Hagar and Ishmael go back to Sarah with a promise. God says that I will, you know, I will save your son. He will not die here and I will work through him. However, my covenant is with the other boy. Mm. And then once Isaac is born, again, Sarah becomes jealous. Right. There's a pattern there. Right. Uh, again, Sarah becomes jealous and uh, sends him away, saying, you know, the son of this slave woman shall not inherit with my own son. Right. Uh, and so this time he's sent away uh, <clears throat> for good. Um, and then, and, and again, our, our Muslim uh, compatriots there, they would say that it's, it's Ishmael who's the true boy, mm-hmm. uh, the, the true son. Yep. Um, and that we got the story wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of stuff you can look up. And if you're bored today, you can do a Google search on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hate Google searches. So yeah, you could just don't read the do Bible. that. Okay. Thing. Or yeah. you could just read the Bible. Well, you wouldn't know what Muslims believe based on oh, just read, if you want, if right. you're interested in that, you right. have to do some other research. Um, anyways, good. So what will we be doing uh, this week in class on Wednesday? So this week we're doing, uh, we continue with uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're okay. looking at the Isaac and Jacob stories, oh, basically good. wrapping up Genesis. Oh, wow. Um, and then that's kind of a transitional class into the Exodus, which is the other you know, that, that's, that's another main anchor point in For the sure. Old Testament. Okay. Very good. good. We'll talk about, the, about it then.